Hi, this is John Deke once again. We're celebrating 25 years of the Very Young Composers, a program of the New York Philharmonic. The piece we're listening to is by Ilaria Luisa Hawley, 12 years old. It's entitled, This Element That Questions a Woman. This is scene 23, an expansion, a disaster, a mini-documentary, and a name at last. I'd thought that three public grade schools and a philharmonic concert were the apotheosis of this grand experiment of founding what was to become the very young composers. What could possibly top this? But there were murmurs and groundswells, and I had to admit I had my own daydreams. But at this time, I was still heavily involved in my own composing, my family was in turmoil, and my children were all growing up beautifully. Jackie had taken a year's leave of absence from the Met Opera and spent the year living in Jackson, Wyoming, where our kids were going to grade school. So I was commuting once again, this time to Jackson Hole. It was a wonderful year for Jackie and for them, skiing, snowboarding, making new friends. Soon after they came back, however, 9-11 happened. I was even stuck in Germany at the time on a philharmonic tour. We couldn't get back for five days. Jackie handled the whole thing by herself, retrieving Nikki, Forrest, and Selena from their schools and dealing with the horror. Alex and I talked every day by phone. When we finally were able to come back to Newark Airport, we flew right over the burning crater. I had lost three personal friends in that disaster, as did so many New Yorkers. The grief was indescribable. At the airport, Zarin Mehta was there to greet each of us with a bear hug. The orchestra immediately rehearsed and gave a memorial concert, playing the Brahms Requiem. At first I thought this was a strange choice of Kurt Mazur, shouldn't we do an American work? But his wisdom was profound, as was, of course, Brahms' work itself. The work's famous tone and message touched all and brought us together, weeping. The event also made a New Yorker out of me. Up to that time, having spent even more than 40 years in New York, when people asked me where I came from, I would always answer, from Indiana or the Chicago area. But I must say that after that event, Compared with the rest of the country, New Yorkers hugged and grieved openly and then, for the most part, not falling prey to fear, refused to make a racial incident out of it. Now, people sometimes accuse New Yorkers of being smug, but in my experience, not any more than most other people, we all have our iniquities, right? Anyway, in the year that followed, interest in the composing program continued to percolate and to grow. In discussions with Tom Cabinus, we decided it would be possible to add three more schools and three or four new teaching artists, since the program appeared to be paying for itself, thanks to Tom, the Philharmonic Board, the Development Department, and I suppose my own efforts. Soon thereafter, another star joined our group, the aforementioned Danny Felsenfeld, followed by Avery Griffin, James Blatchley, and Justin Hines. I don't have to tell you what a stellar group these new composer teaching artists were, now totaling seven, and have since become leaders in the entire field. 
In an interesting sidelight, within a year or two of joining the Very Young Composer faculty, six of the seven TAs immediately got married. Hmm. In 2002, as part of a run-up to another Young People's Concert featuring our elementary school composers, Tom and others arranged for a well-known filmmaker, Mark Dichter, and his crew to make a documentary of the process. I chose PS165, a racially diverse neighborhood school on 109th Street in Amsterdam, where, he, where we had worked before. Up to that time, I'd been working in many grade schools using philharmonic players such as Dan Druckmann, Sherry Seiler, Joe Pereira, Howard Wall, Eric Bartlett, Sharon Yamada, Mindy Kaufman, Anna Rambinova, and so many others. We would go around to schools to demo our instruments and play for the kids. I loved doing that, of course, and one of the schools I enjoyed was PS165. It was also part of the Philharmonic School Partnership Program, and Richard Manoya worked at 165 also, and he would <clears throat> later go on tours with me. When Mark, Mark Dichter, came into the classroom, started setting up his equipment, he asked me what we called our program. I answered, just young composers. But when he saw the kids coming in, he said, John, these are not young composers. These are very young composers. That's it, Mark. I grabbed his sleeve. That's what we'll call ourselves, the very young composers. And that's how the name happened. As it followed, the class was quite an adventure to handle. They were not chosen by love of music, and some of them <laughs> were problem kids whose parents were just looking for somewhere to park their kids after school. Whew, well, <laughs> this would be a test of my constant statement that all children were creative, right? And just needed to be given a chance. But the corollary to that, I would add, was that, yeah, they could all compose but they also had to be able to and want to do the work and follow through. So as it happened, several kids did drop out and several more joined in. I was optimistic, and I think that attitude saw us all through because they did come up with some marvelous music, once again, on the theme and variations model. They finally gelled as a group, and their spirit was amazing. They called their group of pieces the Growing Orchestra Tree, a beautiful name, and Mark's documentary, though shorter than he intended, was marvelous and has wound up being shown in all the countries we've traveled to worldwide. The concert itself further established its validity as the audience, children themselves, palpably identified with these kids on stage. It's one thing to admire a brilliant child prodigy or a soloist, but quite another to see a kid just like oneself up there and thinking, hey, I could do something like that. And that would be my profoundest dream. But once again, one might think the story could end here. Oh, my Lord, though. <laughs> if we were going to make a difference in this culture to help in any way, large or small, the vitality of the symphony orchestra, then by gum, we've got a long way to go.